أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وإذ قال موسى لقومه إن الله يأمركم أن تذبحوا بقرة قالوا أتتخذنا هزوا قال أعوذ بالله أن أكون من الجاهلين صدق الله العظيم The previous night Tarawih we had been discussing the tafsir of Surah Al-Fatiha Inshallah, we will now discuss a little bit briefly about the next surah that was recited after Surah Al-Fatiha, and that was Surah Al-Baqarah. Surah Al-Baqarah, as we know, is the longest surah in the Qur'an Majid. And there are a lot of virtues and benefits of reciting Surah Al-Baqarah. In one hadith, it is mentioned that everything has a pinnacle, and the pinnacle of Qur'an is Surah Al-Baqarah. It is the longest surah in the Qur'an Majid. In one hadith, Nabi Akrim mentioned that recite... Keep your homes illuminated by reciting the Quran and Majid and also recite Surah Al-Baqarah in your homes for verily shaitan flees that home wherein Surah Al-Baqarah is recited. In one of the hadith, Nabi Akrimsa mentions that recite the two lights and amongst them one was referred to as Surah Al-Baqarah and the other was Surah Ali Imran. Now Surah Al-Baqarah, Baqarah, the meaning of Baqarah means cow. And the reason why the surah was named Surah Al-Baqarah, there is an incident that was recorded during the time of Hazrat Musa salam, which is of great relevance and there's a lot of lessons to be derived from this incident. Hazrat Musa salam, as we know, was a Nabi of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he was sent to the Bani Israel. Now one tribe of the Bani Israel, there were two youngsters. And these youngsters were to inherit from a very wealthy uncle of this. These two youngsters were poor, their uncle was very wealthy, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given him a very, very long life. So they grew very impatient in waiting for him to leave so that they could inherit from him. So shaitan inspired upon them, and they did the despicable deed of murder, they killed their old uncle. And after killing him, they took his body at night, and they dragged it to the gates of the next town. Now it was a law at that time that if any person was murdered and his murderers could not be found, then the inhabitants of the town were responsible for the blood money, the entire inhabitants of the town. So since these youngsters dragged the body to the next town, now they began claiming the blood money from the inhabitants of that town. So the inhabitants of the town, Hazrat Musa salam, and they presented that matter in front of him. Hazrat Musa salam heard their matter, and thereafter, as we know, Musa salam was Kalimullah. Allah Taala used to speak directly to Musa salam. So Allah Taala tells the people that Inna Allah yamurukum an tazbahu bakara. That verily Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has commanded you that you have to slaughter a cow. So these people, when they heard Musa salam telling them that. They told him, قَالُوا أَتَتَّخِذُنَا huzwa," That you are making a joke out of us. You are making a mockery of this whole thing. So Musa a.s. was a Nabi of Allah. And it was not befitting of a Nabi to make a joke. Especially about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he tells them, قَالَ أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ أَنَكُونَ مِنَ الْجَاهِلِينَ That I cannot do such a thing. I seek refuge in Allah that I be from amongst the ignorant ones and do such a thing. So they accepted it that they now needed to slaughter a cow. However, they didn't stop there. They began asking several questions now. 
And Allah Ta'ala mentions all the different questions that they began asking Musa alayhi salam. So first question they ask, That ask Allah Ta'ala, what kind of cow is this? You know, we need more specific details. Allah Ta'ala has asked us to slaughter a cow, but we need some specific details regarding this cow. So the ayat came down, قَالَ إِنَّهُ يَقُولُ إِنَّهَا بَقَرَةٌ لَا ذَلُولٌ تُثِيرُ الْأَرْضَ وَلَا تَثْقِرْ حَرْسٌ مُسَلَّمَةٌ لَا شِيَتَفْرِ قَالُوا دُعَ لَنَا رَبَّكَ يَبَيِّ لَنَا مَهِ قَالَ إِنَّهُ بَقَرَةٌ لَا فَارِدُ وَلَا بِكْرَةٌ So different commands came down. One command came is that this must be of medium age and it must be perfect. It must not do any... Uh, chores of tilling the tilling the fields or it must not do any work of carrying water and like that is a, it must not be la faridun wala bikr awanun bina dalik different different descriptions are given regarding this cow but they continued asking Musa alayhi salam that what color should this cow be so the answer was given that innaha baqaratun safra that it must be a yellow cow and not just any type of yellow. If a person sees a yellow cow, then it might not be very pleasing to his eye. But such a yellow cow that is pleasing to the eye also. So they still continued asking questions that exactly what did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala want from us? So after giving all these descriptions of the cow, yellow cow, and it must not wonder about, etc., various details were given regarding this cow, now finally they realize that the more questions we ask, the more detrimental it's going to be for ourselves. So they said, That verily, with the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we will find this cow. Mufassirin mentioned, that had they not mentioned insha'Allah, they will never have been able to find this cow. So they began searching for this cow, and they continued searching and searching, and Allah Ta'ala had planned it such, that eventually they will find that cow. And when they came and eventually found that cow, so they went and they requested to buy it from that farmer, so he set a very very high price. So they were not happy with that price, they put in an offer. After they put in an offer, the, fire, the, the farmer set the price higher. And then they put in another offer, and the more they negotiated, the more higher the price became. Eventually they were desperate, they ended up paying a very, very large sum. There are different narrations, Allah knows best, what is the sum that they had paid, according to one uh, riwayat, or according to one tafsir, they paid the price of that, the, the, uh, the weight of gold of that cow that the cow was weighed and had to pay the entire amount of gold for that cow. So eventually they purchased that cow. Now they came to Musa alayhi salam. Now we can imagine such a prized possession cow and uh, so much of money they had to pay for it. When they brought this cow back to Musa alayhi salam, now one would think a prized cow like this, it will be kept very very safe and secure and uh, it will be taken very very good care of. So they brought this cow to Musa alayhi salam and they inquired now what should they do further so Musa alayhi salam tells him that Allah Ta'ala has commanded now you should slaughter this cow فَذَبَحُوهَا وَمَا كَادُوا يَفْعَلُونَ 
So Quran mentions that they slaughtered it. But they were not happy to slaughter it. After paying such a high price, they were not happy to slaughter this cow. So after they slaughtered this cow, they, they took the meat of that cow and they placed it upon the dead person. And by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this dead person became alive. And thereafter he directed towards his murderers. He said that my own nephews had killed me. And thereafter the death penalty was uh, placed upon those nephews. And uh, like that, they were exonerated of that crime. So friends and elders, this is one incident of the Bani Israel. Now one very very important lesson we learn from this. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us deen, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us shariat. And it is upon us to practice upon it, how Allah ta'ala wishes for us to practice upon it. Now many a times, a person wishes to follow his desires in deen. And then he begins asking questions. Asking, asking questions in, in shariat. Not to practice upon it, but to find loopholes and find ways out of it. But this is more detrimental for a person. A person, what we call, he goes fatwa shopping. That he will continue asking. Many a times, you see a person who come ask a question. And he will ask different. He say, you know, I ask different muftis the question also. Why? To see which one now will suit me better. But in one hadith it is mentioned that refrain from asking excessive questions. Why? Because the nations before you were destroyed because of asking excessive questions. So if a person genuinely wants to know something or he wants to learn genuinely with sincerity from his heart, then definitely we should go and learn from ulama ikram, the muftiani ikram. But a person should not ask excessively to follow his own wombs and fancies and where he gets something that suits his own desires. So like that we continued with Surah Al-Baqarah and then we recited the second part of the Quran and there is one incident, there are many incidents, the Quran in Majid is full of incidents, we hear incidents of warning, we hear incidents of encouragement also, when we hear some incidents then it is a warning where nations of the past were destroyed that do not fall into the trap and do not commit the wrong that they are doing. Together with that, we, 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 Allah Ta'ala mentions incidents of nations that were victorious and the help of Allah SWT came upon them and these incidents come about as encouragement for us also. So in these trying times, we also mention those incidents and we have to listen to those incidents so as encouragement for us. So towards the end of the second juz of the quran Majid, Allah Ta'ala mentions one incident wherein the direct help of Allah SWT came upon a nation. Allah Ta'ala mentions of the nation وَقَالُهُمْ نَبِيُّهُمْ إِنَّ اللَّهَ قَدْ بَعَثَ لَكُمْ قَالُوتَ مَلِكَ This was the nation of Amalika. So after Musa salam, Allah Ta'ala sent down other prophets to the Bani Israel. Hazrat Shamun, Hazrat Shamweel, Hazrat Yusha and different Anbiya came upon the Bani Israel. So one Nabi that was amongst them, according to Mufassirin, it was Shamweel salam. The people should not listen to him. And they should give him a lot of difficulty. So the more he commanded them, the more difficulty they gave him. So he tells them that now Allah Ta'ala has commanded us, we need to go and fight the enemy. So they told that, no, we want a king. We do not want to follow a Nabi. We want to follow a king. So Allah Ta'ala appointed one of the people from amongst them as a king. قَالُوا أَنَّا يَكُونُ لَهُ الْمُلْكُ عَلَيْنَا وَنَحْنُ أَحَقُّ بِالْمُلْكِ مِنْهُ وَلَمْ يُعْتَ سَأَةً مِنَ الْمَالِ Now in their understanding, a king had to be someone 
that had a large palace and he had a lot of wealth and servants and pomp and glory and show. And this was an ordinary simple person. So they said, how can Talut be a king over us? We are more befitting to be a king than him. He doesn't have any wealth. So the Nabi tells them, إِنَّ اللَّهَ اصْطَفَاهُ عَلَيْكُمْ وَزَادَهُ بَسْطَةً فِي الْعِلْمِ وَالْجِسْمِ وَاللَّهُ يُؤْتِي مُلْكَهُ مَنْ يَشَاءُ وَاللَّهُ وَاسِيُونَ عَلِيمٌ That Allah Ta'ala has made him a king over you. And Allah Ta'ala has given him two qualities. And these two qualities, if a person possesses, they are very, very valuable. بَسْطَةً فِي الْعِلْمِ وَالْجِسْمِ Allah Ta'ala has given him, increased him in knowledge. And Allah Ta'ala has increased him in strength. So he's a strong and powerful person. And he's a clever person. And Allah Ta'ala chooses whomsoever Allah Ta'ala wants to make a king. Allah Ta'ala can give kingdom to a poor person. Allah Ta'ala can give leadership to a wealthy person. It is the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala is all-encompassing. Allah Ta'ala is all-knowing. Thereafter, they wanted some sign to, to really follow this king. Now they wanted to see some signs. So Allah Ta'ala sent down some signs for, for them. In ayat mulkihi ayyatiyakumu tabutu fi sakinatum min rabbikum wa baqiyatum mimma taraka alu Musa wa alu Haruna tahminuhu al-malaika inna fi thalika laayatillakum in kuntum mu'minin. That malaika came down holding a box. And in this box was the remainder of the previous times, signs of the previous times. According to Mufassirin, in it was the asa of Musa alayhi salam in it was the turban of Harun alayhi salam in it was some parts of the original Torah and other things also from the previous prophets all this came now as a clear sign to them so they could not reject it they had to accept it now this was a direct sign from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala فَلَمَّا فَصَلَ طَالُوتُ بِالْجُنُودِ now they were forced to go and fight Mufassirin mentioned that his army was approximately 30 to 40,000 strong now this entire nation is going and who they are going to fight they're going to fight the ruthless uh, leader Jalut. As his army is going now, the, the leader tells them, قَالَ إِنَّ اللَّهَ مُبْدَلِيكُمْ بِنَهَرَ That Allah Ta'ala is going to test you. Our life in this world is a test. We will go through challenges, we will go through difficulties, we will go through hardships, but in every moment of our life we have to turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And always keep the order of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in front of us. So he says, إِنَّ اللَّهَ مُبْدَلِيكُمْ بِنَهَرَ Mufassirin mentioned that this river was somewhere between Palestine and Iraq in that area. So it mentions فَمَنْ شَرِبَ مِنْهُ فَلِيسَ مِنِّي وَمَنْ لَمْ يَتْعَمْهُ فَإِنَّهُ مِنِّي إِلَّا مَنْ اِخْتَرَفَ غُرْفَةً بِيَدِهِ فَشَرِبُوا مِنْهُ إِلَّا قَلِيلًا مِنْهُمْ That whoever drinks from this river, this water, is not going to be from amongst the army. It is mentioned that it was very very hot. And they were going through a lot of difficulty. They were very thirsty. So it was a very very the big and a large test of their belief and their faith. So Quran mentions فَشَرِبُوا مِنْهُ إِلَّا قَلِيلًا مِنْهُمْ That the entire army drank from this water except few amongst them. Mufassirin mentioned that from the 30 to 40,000 that were there only 313 did not drink. The entire army drank from that water. And after they drank قَالُوا لَا طَاقَتَنَا الْيَوْمَ بِجَالُوتَ وَجُنُودِهِ Now they became totally helpless. All their energy, all their strength went away. Allah Ta'ala had made it such that, that water, instead of it being a blessing for them, it became like a source of curse for them. And they could not continue in, on their journey. They said, La Today we got no strength to go and fight Jalut and his army. 
Thereafter Allah Ta'ala mentions, There come min fi'atin qalilatin, ghalabat fi'atan kathiratan bi'ithnillah, wallahu ma'as sabirin. That Allah Ta'ala does not look at numbers. Allah Ta'ala does not need numbers. Allah Ta'ala does not need the strength of man, the power, equipment, large army, etc. And Allah Ta'ala mentions in the Quran, that how often and how many times it happened, that a small group overpowered and destroyed an large army, bi'ithnillah, كَمْ مِنْ فِيَةٍ قَلِيلَةٍ غَلَبَتْ فِيَةً كَثِيرَةً بِإِذْنِ اللَّهِ وَاللَّهُ مَعَ الصَّابِرِينَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is those who exercise patience. فَهَزَمُوهُمْ بِإِذْنِ اللَّهِ Now this army comes to face this tyrant ruler, Jalut. So they decided amongst themselves, it was the custom at that time, and Jalut made a challenge. He said that, I will go and engage in single combat, one person from amongst your army, must come and fight my army. And if I did kill that person, then the, I am victorious. And if that person kills me, then my entire kingdom will now fall to him. So Jalud was very, very confident. And he was armed to the teeth. Powerful, large ruler. So they decided that Dawud will now go and face the mighty Jalut. As we always, from the time in preschool, we are learning the story that David versus Goliath. A small Dawud salam is fighting the mighty Jalut. So Allah Ta'ala mentions وَقَتَلَ دَاوُودُ جَالُوتَ وَآتَاهُ اللَّهُ الْمُلْكَ وَالْحِكْمَةَ وَعَلَّمَهُ مِمَّا يَشَعُ So Dawud salam, he was armed with a small catapult and a stone and the leader Jalut, he was armed to the teeth with his large weaponry and armor and shield whatever else he had. So he looks at Dawud salam, a small youngster, and he mocks him and taunts him, and says that you are going to fight me with that which is used to repel dogs. So Dawud salam tells him that I am using this to fight someone that is worse than a dog. You are worse than a dog, you are the enemy of Allah Ta'ala. So Jalud advances, Dawud salam immediately shoots the stone, and Allah Ta'ala had given the stone su- such strength, that it was able to penetrate, it hit the temple of Jalut, and it was able to penetrate and lodge itself into his brain, and because of which he fell down hopelessly, and he was killed on the spot. So this was the kudrat and the power that Allah had given, and Dawud overpowered the mighty Jalut, and the Muslims were victorious. وَقَتَلَ دَاوُودُ جَالُوتَ وَآتَاهُ اللَّهُ الْمُلْكَ وَالْحِكْمَةَ وَعَلَّمَهُ مِمَّا يَشَعُ so Allah Ta'ala mentions this entire incident and friends and elders, this incident is for us to take lesson from it. That in every moment of our lives, we need to turn our attention to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and bring the order of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in front of us. Do not look at our numbers, do not look at our power, do not look at our strength. They might have everything. The enemies of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the enemies of deen, the opponents of deen, they might have everything, but we have Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on our side. And Allah encourages us by saying that if you turn towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, وَمَنْ يَتَّقِ اللَّهِ يَجْعَلْ لَهُ That if you turn towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, adopt that taqwa of piety and fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah ta'ala will open up avenues which a person would not have imagined. Inshallah, in the coming nights, inshallah, we will discuss from different paras that we recite. Uh, tafsir of the Quran in Majid. May Allah give us tawfiq. Wa akhiru dawana. Alhamdulillah.